Whether you operate one forklift or thousands, one location or hundreds, the new My Toyota customer portal can help you optimize your operation and material handling equipment. This one-stop, free-to-use platform is designed to help you take control of your information and make smarter decisions, all at the touch of a button. Register and access your data today at my.toyotaforklift.com. That's my.toyotaforklift.com. Hi, this is Matt Shruka of Vecna Robotics, and you're listening to the new Warehouse Podcast. Today's safety tip is to always conduct your forklift inspections before heading out on the floor. Make sure that your machine's in good shape and that you're operating at peak condition. With e-commerce off the charts, many small and growing warehouses are asking, how can I get ahead when my warehouse is barely keeping up? The answer is future-ready warehouse tech from Zebra Technologies. Warehouses can simplify and upgrade all processes, from automated inventory management to hands-free picking, with Zebra's tailored, scalable mobile solutions. They're simple and intuitive. There's never been a better time to upgrade for success with Zebra. How can your warehouse get ahead? The answer's in black and white. Get the answers at zebra.com slash the answer. That's zebra.com slash the answer. Outdated and bulky, legacy scanning technology continues to drain warehouse efficiency. To keep up, warehouse operators are turning to flexible hardware solutions, like WorkHero from Rufus Labs. Utilizing WorkHero's efficiency-boosting wearable scanning technology, mobile device management, and labor management tools, warehouse managers will be able to easily access key performance metrics and improve operations. With their cutting-edge monthly subscription model, you're always provided with the latest barcode scanning wearables, productivity analytics software, on-site redundancies, and 24-7 global support. Superhumanly simple. Make your warehouse team superhuman with WorkHero. Go to www.getrufus.com to learn more and schedule your free demo. That's www.getrufus.com. Fulfillment demand continues to skyrocket and outpace available labor. To keep up, warehouse operators are turning to flexible fulfillment solutions like Six River Systems. Utilizing Six River Systems' award-winning combination of collaborative robots, artificial intelligence, and operational expertise will make your associates and wall-to-wall fulfillment workflow more efficient. No new infrastructure, no change to warehouse layout, easy to deploy and scale, easy to train and retain associates, all at half the cost of traditional automation. Want to take your fulfillment operation to the next level? Go to www.sixriver.com to learn more. That's www.sixriver.com to learn more. The New Warehouse Podcast, hosted by Kevin Lawton, is your source for insights and ideas. From the distribution, transportation, and logistics industry. A new episode every Monday morning brings you the latest from industry experts and thought leaders. And now, here's Kevin. Hey, it's Kevin Lawn with the New Warehouse Podcast, bringing you a new episode today. On today's episode, I will be joined by Matt Chiruka. He is the Director of Business Development and Strategy at Vecna Robotics. And we've had representatives, including Matt himself, on the show before to talk about Vecna and all the 
new innovations they're always pushing out and, and all the great things they're doing for the robotics world as a whole as well. So he's going to talk to us a little bit about some of the trends with AMRs over the last kind of year and a half with this thing we call the pandemic that's been happening. And, and we're also going to talk about their new software update, Mark III, and he's going to tell us a little bit about that. So Matt, welcome to the show. How are you? Thanks, Kevin. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Definitely, definitely. Happy to have you back on. I think we talked to you last time at uh, Promat DX virtually, right? We're still talking. I think virtually. so. Yeah. Yeah. So, so things have uh, been a little different, I guess, in, in the world, in, in a sense, but you could say <laughs> slightly different, right? <laughs> so, but before we kind of get into the full discussion, you know, if people are not familiar with Vecna, just listening for the first time, maybe just kind of entering the the world of automation or warehousing, whatever the case may be. Why don't you just give us a kind of a brief overview of Vecna and what it is you guys do? Yeah, sure. So Vecna Robotics is a a material handling automation solutions provider. And so we're focused on operations within the four walls of the warehouse using a combination of high capacity AMRs, essentially autonomous forklifts, warehouse orchestration software, and IIoT technologies that allow real-time monitoring and analytics of the operation. All right, great. And you guys all provide uh, definitely awesome solutions and uh, the technology standpoint and it's, it's the big driver of all that. I think your, your pivotal platform and all those different things. So, so you know, over the last year and a half, like I mentioned earlier, you know, it's been a little bit of a craziness. It's been a, certainly <laughs> a, a shift in, in business and just overall ways that people live and, and consumer behavior and all these different things. And, and it's just made our world just go crazy on the, on the warehousing side, supply chain side, driving incredible amounts of demand for, you know, e-commerce and, and just getting product to where consumers need product to be, whatever the vehicle may be or whatever, wherever the case may be, whether it's through e-commerce, brick and mortar, whatever the platform is. So I'm curious, you know, from the from the AMR standpoint, which you guys deal in, you know, how has the demand for AMRs been over the last year and a half? It's really exploded as part of the pandemic, as I'm sure you can imagine. Mm-hmm. So, at what the, I think the quote going around is that COVID brought the 2030 e-commerce projections down to 2020. Right, that was a major shift, as you were talking about, for all of our customers. And then on top of that, with enacting social distancing and being conscious of employees' health and safety. There's just been incredible labor shortages that have persisted to this day. And so you're dealing with at once trying to transform your supply chain, dealing with shortages from overseas, and then not having enough labor to actually keep up with that. And so a lot of people look to automation, and specifically with AMRs, because it's a low infrastructure, relatively, you know, quick to implement solution. It gives people a lot of flexibility to come in and supplement that missing labor component, get started with automation quick and easy, and then scale it up and down as you need it. Mm. Very interesting. And, and, and you touched on something there's kind of easy to implement. So I guess, uh, tell us real quick, you know, the difference between implementation of AMR versus like AGV, for example. Sure. So the Robotics Industry Association, the IRA, they Mm -hmm. differentiate an AGV from an AMR as 
Um, and AMR is the ability to plan and adapt its own path as it navigates, as opposed to following a fixed path. So there are, you know, HEV and AMR technology have advanced quite a bit to where you can, you don't need magnets in the floor, you don't need to cut up concrete or anything like that, you don't need the infrastructure changes, but AMR specifically also give you the option to once that world is set up, they don't necessarily have to follow these fixed routes. You don't need to constantly like reteach a robot or remap a facility or reroute anything. The AMRs just kind of have that understanding of the world. And when you're in a chaotic situation where you're storing product on the floor because there's no more space in the racks, or if you know there's a lot of traffic going around, they're able to reroute around those and adapt to what's going on. And so AMR specifically, I think, have been projected to really take off within the warehousing space because of how chaotic it is. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. And I, and I love, you know, kind of the detail you put in there. And I think, you know, one, one big thing is, you know, you don't have to tear up concrete, like you said. So it's like huge infrastructure changes and, and a lot of mess potentially, especially when you're trying to, if you're looking towards this way, you're probably in a situation where you, you need some solution quick and it's not necessarily the quickest solution. So, so really interesting. And you mentioned, you know, some things in there about labor shortage that's been kind of driving that demand. But, you know, from the customers that you've kind of picked up over the last year and a half or so, and especially, I guess, the, the customers that are first time customers, like not expanding their fleet, like what do you, what was like, maybe the overall one major kind of driving factor for them that they've made this decision like, okay, we need to get some AMRs to, to help us out. For us, it did come down to labor. So there are a lot of companies have been looking at this technology for a while, trying to figure out, is it right for us or where's the best place to apply it? Mm. And then when the pandemic hit, it turned into, okay, we, we really need this because a lot of times these solutions are acting as almost a labor supplement, you know, where it is your robotic coworker. You've got your high skilled um, employees that show up every day and they're doing really difficult jobs. And then Mm -hmm. you've got robots that are taking on a lot of the non-value added work to let them focus on what they should be doing, boosting the productivity of, you know, your skilled labor. And so it's like, what Amazon's looking to hire 150,000 temp laborers for peak or something like that. And it's situations like that where AMRs can really help out where they're taking on a lot of the work that is happening in the background or a lot of the transportation so that people can focus on what they're good at. Hmm. Yeah. Very interesting. And I, you know, I think like you mentioned, you know, the whole technology outlook of just pushing like 10 years ahead, like just like that is pretty insane and you know a lot of people that i've talked to on the podcast and, and just in general in the in the space i mean they're certainly seeing like you know that that increase in like looking for you know these these solutions that you know probably two three years ago people were thinking like oh this, this technology is like way off in the future for us you know and now it's like well now like everybody's kind of looking for this stuff so it's it's very interesting and you talked a little bit about the the amrs there and how you know they're able to kind of navigate uh, on their own and and work around different like you mentioned the 
cases where you know you have stuff on the floor unexpectedly because you're, you're running out of room in your rack whatever the case may be so you know one of the things i think Vecnet does does well is, is dealing with that type of stuff with the, your pivotal platform and all those different things so so we're gonna talk a little bit about about the software side of things and you guys had a recent update called mark three so i want you to tell us about mark three and and what that update actually does and and, and what it means sure so one of the one of the ways that Vecna's solutions are a little bit different than some of the other AMRs and automated forklifts out there is that all of our systems are connected devices. And so they are collecting data as they operate. And then we pool all that data and pump it back into the system to make it better over time. Mm. And so Mark three was the culmination of you know, all of the data from all the robots that we've had in the field and a really concentrated effort by a small core team at Vecna focused just purely on robot performance. And so to the customers that we have in the field, as well as robots that are currently rolling out right now, there were no hardware changes to any of the robots that were out there, you know, no sensor upgrades or anything but the Mark III release resulted in upwards of sometimes a 50% boost in productivity over the robots where they were before. And so we went from a two meter per second slash four and a half mile per hour top speed to three meters per second, close to 6.7 miles an hour, I think is what it translates to. The way that they clear and fill, sta- fill staging lanes has sped up quite a bit. The way that they navigate around obstacles and reroute through turns and everything has also been upgraded quite a bit. Like I said, that's all just from uh, the data that we've been collecting with our solutions over the past couple of years and being able to pump that back in sort of like that aggregation effect, you know? Yeah. We'll be back after a quick break. You hear a lot about supply chains these days, because if the past couple years have taught us anything, it's that an efficient, well-managed supply chain is absolutely critical to keeping businesses successful and consumers happy. I'm Will Haywood, and I host a podcast called All Business, No Boundaries, where we talk about supply chains, how they work, what happens when they don't, and the innovations that are redefining what's possible in the world of logistics. Join me for insightful interviews with thought leaders and industry experts. We discuss how optimizing supply chains can break down the barriers that are holding businesses back. That's All Business, No Boundaries by DHL Supply Chain. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Very interesting. And, and, you know, so one of the things you, you mentioned in there is kind of the increase in speed. And I think, you know, with the like robotics and, and things like that, it seems like the the speed has been somewhat um, slow, I guess, as, as things have, have been developing a little bit. Right. And, uh, you know, obviously, from a safety perspective, I think that's, that's probably one of the, the big reasons to make sure that, you know, this technology is, is proved out and, and things of that nature. But, you know, I think, uh, you know, when you look at typical forklift drivers a manual operator and versus like some of the automated stuff that's, that's been out there is a little bit of uh visually it doesn't look like it's moving as as fast i guess it I was what i would say you know one of the focuses of this update you mentioned in there is increasing increasing the speed so so i mean how how close does that get it to like the average speed of a, a regular manually operated forklift is it is it getting to that level yet or or is it 
still kind of edging up there. Yeah, so to put things in perspective, mm-hmm. so we're hitting a top speed of 6.7 miles an hour. Okay. A manual reach truck will hit somewhere between 7 to 8 miles per hour, depending on how heavy its load is. Mm. So we're we're getting pretty close to that threshold. Okay, very interesting. Yeah, yeah. So you're definitely getting close there, and I, I mean, but on the you know interesting perspective from that because the the AMR itself is in a sense I'm not trying to I guess offend any forklift drivers here, but is is maybe a, a more intelligent driver, right? So it's driving like more efficiently, maybe more accurately in a sense. So so do you think that? that gap in, in speed is being picked up on on efficiency because of the the way that the AMR operates itself? Yeah, so, you know, an AMR has the benefit of 360-degree field of view, right? And we can see a lot farther than a human operator typically can in terms mm-hmm. of understanding, you know, predicting when things are going to cross your threshold and how you should respond, things along those lines, pretty fast reaction times. And so that was that played a large part in that upgrade that I was talking about. So we still have to adhere to the both AGV and AMR standards, so the mm-hmm. ANSI B56.5 safety standard and the uh, RIA 15.08 AMR safety standard. So we're still third-party certified to meet or exceed all of those. But yeah, the AMRs do have uh, a little bit greater situational awareness and just the way that they'll react to both the routes that they're driving and changes in the environment. They do have you know a lot more, uh, lot more sensing and compute behind that. Hmm. Yeah, very interesting. And, and I think the one of the big things too i remember from from learning about the vectors and, and when i kind of visited the site up there and, and got a little demo so the you know the the navigation of it and it, it kind of deciding the the best path to go i mean i th- think it's certainly superior than like a, a human deciding the, the right travel path right so what kind of you know f- efficiency gains do you usually pick up on on that side of things yeah so the benefit of a robotic fleet is that one it has an understanding of the full world right so it knows where all the destinations are knows all the different paths that can connect those and so we'll always pick the shortest route from a to b which i think a lot of human drivers know intuitively but maybe they don't necessarily choose every single time for various reasons of what's going on around them but then every robot knows where every other robot is, right? Mm -hmm. And so they can also make those real-time decisions based on traffic throughout the facility as well. And so there's just a lot more planning of what is going to be my most efficient route to get from A to B. And especially when you're talking about large-scale fleets or even when you're in rack, a lot of times your main interactions with humans are going to be at the docks, you know, where the travel aisles are busiest. And so having the ability to adapt the path and understand how to navigate around human traffic and then take a shortcut to your final destination gives you that little efficiency bump there. Mm, Definitely very interesting. So, so we talked a lot about the, the speed increase and those types of things here with the update, but you know, what, what are some of the things, I guess, from the Mark three update that are, that are kind of standing out to, to your existing customers at this point? The speed is a big one. I would say that the 
pallet pickups and drop-offs have also been a big one. So our AMRs, when they, if they're, if they're clearing a dock door, for instance, they are looking for the pallet that they're trying to pick up and then they'll adjust to the fork pockets accordingly. And so that whole process of how they're sensing the pallet, how quickly they can make that decision and the adjustments, all of that has been sped up quite a bit. So when you're going, you know, seven, eight, nine pallets deep into a lane, they're doing that much more quickly than they used to. And then the obstacle avoidance behaviors as well is also improved quite a bit where I would say it's just a little more fluid than it used to be. And it, it behaves much more like a, like a human being making lane changes on a highway, you know? Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good to hear and uh, that the, like the speed is increasing overall and, and things are kind of flowing through the operation more quickly. And like you mentioned, clearing dock doors and things of that nature. So, so, I mean, that's a great thing. It's good to see the technologies like getting to the, the speed of matching like uh, human operators, making it even more adaptable and great use cases to, to be able to utilize that and help operations be be more efficient and really kind of start to tackle the, the labor issues like we were mentioning earlier. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, so, I mean, it sounds like the Mark three update is really kind of a, a real push and an advancement and increased efficiency as well for, for the Vecna products. So I know this was a kind of a recent update, but you know, what, what else is next for Vecna? Like, are we, are we coming up on anything cool coming out of what do we have? Modex next year. Is anything going to be cool there? Can you say? Yeah. Can't say too much at this point, but uh, we will certainly have some some interesting announcements around new solutions and everything at Modex, as well as just some more kind of general upgrades of of the system, um, including around some of those IIoT portions with you know like operational analytics and that visibility and everything, because that's equally as important to the operation, right? Just even having a better and more holistic sense of what's going on within the facility can again allow the staff that you have there to make more intelligent decisions about what to do. Hmm. All right. Very interesting. And uh, I was hoping you'd give me a little secret there maybe, but uh, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'd get see. my wrist slapped for that one, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. So, I mean, we'll be at Modexo, uh, so we'll see what happens um, there and what you guys unveil. And, and I'm curious, before we wrap up here, you know, I had Mass Robotics on, on before talking about the interoperability standards. And I'm curious, you know, how, how has Vecna been able to kind of adapt to the interoperability standards and and being able to work with some other robotic solutions as well in, in operations. Yeah. So Vecna is both a founding member of Mass Robotics and specifically this working group, inter- the interoperability group. So yeah. we've always been big proponents of there is no one size fits all. We all have to be working together on this. And so we were part of the first public demo of that standard. It was us and Waypoint Robotics, now part of Locus, as well as, let's say, Webotic. And so that was a demo showing that Waypoint's robots were showing up on Vecna's maps and fleet manager, and we were able to plan around each other accordingly. And we had common destinations with the with the wireless chargers from Webotic. And so that was... a uh, yeah, that was a super exciting demo, being able to show the possibility here. There's several other member companies within that working group, and we're expanding upon that work with some customers and partners right now as well. So definitely more to come on the interoperability front, but was glad to 
be able to finally show the world what we've all been working on there. And hopefully that will inspire more, more action in that area as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's great to hear. And I, I think it's, I think it's an awesome thing, you know, because it's, it's so, so important, I think for, you know, to move the industry forward because you, you're never going to have, I don't think there's ever going to be one company that can provide every single solution that an operation needs, you know? So everybody, just like people need to work together, you know, robots need to work together too. Cause I guess they're the, they're the people of the future in a sense. Right. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that's great to hear and, and definitely looking forward to seeing how you guys work um, together on, on that as well. And, and also what other kind of future things are coming out of Vecna. So, so Matt, thank you for, for coming on the show today and telling us about the Mark three update and some other things as well. If people are, are interested in learning more about Vecna, how can they do that? Sure. So you can find us at our website, VecnaRobotics.com. Follow us on LinkedIn and um, please feel free to reach out to myself or anyone else on the team if there is anything that you think you can help us with or that if you're just interested in warehouse automation in general, happy to grow more about what we talked on here and uh, tell you more about the industry. Awesome. And we'll put all those links at the com as well. And we will certainly uh, look for Vecna at Modex in the coming months too next year. You've been listening to the New Warehouse Podcast with Kevin Lawton. Subscribe and check us out online at thenewwarehouse.com. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want more content from the new warehouse, check out our new video series called All Hands on LinkedIn. Just search for the new warehouse on LinkedIn and follow along.